Blog Talk Radio. It's time for another awesome Pet Psychic Radio show. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Laura? Well, because it is awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the producer, I Kusahara, ready to get your calls through at 917-889-2693. So our lovely and talented star and host, Laura Stinchfield, can help you communicate with your pets. Join us in the chat room on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we do our best to answer questions there as well. So check us out over there. Hi, Laura. Hey there. Laughing. You barely made it on time. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was (laughs) rushing around. (laughs) I was like, I got three minutes. What can I do in three minutes? That's really funny. It's all about time management. (laughs) So how's everything going this week? Uh, Everything's going pretty good, you know. Well, one of my really good friends... Um, just got diagnosed with uh, brain and kidney cancer, and uh, he's a raw foodist, so it was like really shocking, and um, it's just sad, you know. Yeah. But he's um, he's really amazing, and he's gonna heal up. He's just, you know, he's had brain surgery, and uh, he's gonna have his kidney out this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but my animals, I want to share what they said. I asked them like to send him well wishes. Uh-huh. And so I want to read what they said. You up for that? Totally. Okay. So um, this is what they're saying to my friend. We're calling him E for the sake of his, uh, his um, confidentiality. Mm-hmm. Um, Stormy, who's the my Aussie, he says... I want to tell E that all day long we think of him. He's always in our minds and hearts. We and many others have been lighting a candle for him. That's true. This is important because it reminds the angels in heaven that E needs special care. I want him to know that we were all picturing him strong and healthy so we can go for a walk at the park with us soon. <laughs> he would always go to our walk with the park. He has got a little boy, so we'd go to the park together, and Stormy and the little boy would hang out. Um, Makia, my cat, says, when you are sick, it's hard to think about your body healthy because your body feels bad. But it's important to think of your organs clean. When you do this, smile within. And when you smile within, it helps the doctors have faith in your recovery, and that is very important. Your attitude helps the doctors heal you. E, I have seen your cats in heaven. So he's got a bunch of cats in heaven. And they are working very hard for you to get well. They want me to tell you that. So she's talking to them. They mm-hmm. say they miss you, but it's not your time They see to see their world yet. You have many years on earth first. That is what they are telling me. Believe it. Mm, sweet. Yeah. Serafina, my other cat, says, I want to say to E that my mom has been asking angels to help you, and the angels say, we hear you. <laughs> because, you know, sometimes when I call out, I'm like, is there anybody there? You know, like, it's just like, 
yeah. wonder if there's like actually somebody listening. So uh Seraphina says that they are listening, they're telling her that they're there hearing her. <laughs> um I know what cancer looks like, she says. It's dirty looking and it's like mold growing. But I think but when I think of you I think of sunlight and bright energy. I think that cancer is going to be gone fast. I think you will live long. And that's really interesting because the animals, they can very often, they'll can see cancer around people's bodies and they'll talk about it before even the people are even diagnosed. They'll say like, oh, I see something brown around my mom's lungs or I see something brown around their back area. And so they see that. Um, Bean, my bunny, says, I know you eat a lot of green vegetables like me. She eats more green vegetables than anybody I know, that bean. But um, you should make sure they have no chemicals on them because she hears us. She needs only organic. <laughs> and and my friend, he would pick up her carrot tops. Sometimes, like, when I couldn't make it to the farmer's market, he would pick up her carrot tops for me. And yeah. I, would tell, I would tell him, make sure you get it from the organic farmer, not the other one, because yeah. – if you get it from the other farmer, Bean could tell even before I could tell that they had chemicals on them, that they weren't organic. Yeah. Um, Mom says you do. Then I say get your vegetables from farmers who love to be healthy. Know that when you eat your organic vegetables, all of the love of the farmers and even the fairies that help the plants grow are going into your body. Know that even a bunny loves you. So then mm. I said to her, why are you saying even a bunny? And she says, I say even a bunny because he has a lot of family and friends that care about him a lot, and we don't know each other that well. <laughs> That's true. Okay. <laughs> and then Luca says, my one-year-old poodle, I know what it feels like to be trapped in a place where people are doing things to you that they think are in your best interest, but you are not sure. That might have been when he got neutered or something. <laughs> I think you should know that when that happens, it is to teach you something about life. And when you get out of there, you'll be smarter and you'll be able to play more. I know that when you get out of the hospital, play is going to be more fun than you can imagine. <laughs> He's all about, he, I know. He's all about play, that Luca. Yeah. Uh, then Joey, the, my cat in heaven, says, we want you to know that God has not decided to take you to heaven. He just decided to give you a hurdle so that you can grow. God hasn't decided to raise you up to heaven yet, so know that you are fighting is a good idea. E, there are teams of people and animal angels in heaven helping you. When you feel lost and alone, know that you are not. That's sweet. Mm. Then Maya, my wolf dog, it's hard when you have something like that, you know, and you think, like, do you fight or do you give up or what do you do, you know? Yeah. But fight. Maya, my wolf dog in heaven, says, E, your spirit is much greater than your body, and when you allow your spirit to fill you up, your cancer will begin to disappear. It is already disappearing. Sometimes doctors need to learn lessons from their patients. You are going to be one of their greatest lessons. You take care of your body, and your healing will help many others heal. People are watching you, and you are amazing them. Everyone who meets you loves you. E, believe that you are better, and you will be. 
One mm. of the interesting things about that is that I I went to go visit him in the hospital after his brain surgery, and the oddest thing, you know, I've seen a lot of people in the hospital, and, you know, sometimes, like, the nurses and the doctors are a little bit grumpy, and you think, like, God, it's so grumpy, you know, you should be happy. But, like, everyone that, like, went into his room, like, all the doctors and the nurses, they were just, like, booming with smiles. And I was like, wow, this is, like, the happiest people I've seen in the hospital ever. Wow. And it's sort of because he's like that, you know? He's sort of just, he's so, like, loving and positive and, you know, he's drinking, like, all these green juices. He's not eating hospital food. And he's, like, so, it's just, like, everyone sort of is rooting for him. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think happens with everybody. I don't think all the nurses in that in the hospital root for everybody. Do you? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had that much hospital experience, um, but yeah, I think um, what I, from the small times that I have had hospital experience, it's been not really. You know, I feel like they just kind of there to do whatever they have to do and kind of get out, you know. Right. And it really does depend on, I guess, from person to person. But I haven't, like, really experienced the super amazing warm nurse that you see on television. <laughs> yeah, no, and these people that are all around him are like that. I'm like, God, she is happy. And then they have these pictures of, like, the, the nurses, like, outside their door. They're like, this person is on call. This is so-and-so's nurse, you know? Yeah. And, like, all the pictures on his door, like, he's, like, beaming, smiling faces. That's awesome. It's you know so what I, awesome. I noticed when listening to all the animals talk is how much they do talk. It's like a visualization, talking about the visualization. And that's, like, that's what you always talk about, too, in communicating with your pets. So now I'm hearing them trying to communicate with humans, and, you know, they do the same thing even in words, how they just explain things so visually. Like, what do you mean? Like, what, like, what's... Um, like, I see your color, what is it, sometimes it's brown or whatever. Oh, right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Because they are, I mean, animals by nature are pretty visual. I mean, that's how they communicate, that's their number Mm -hmm. one way on how Mm -hmm. to communicate with one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that just is really becoming more and more clear today as I was taking care of my dog, Ripley, today in the yard. She's been digging holes in the yard, and I kept saying, like, you know, stop digging, don't dig. And then I'm like, well, how do I picture her not digging? (laughs) And so I just sat, stood there, and next to the hole, I filled it. I had filled the hole up, and so the, the hole was now filled up. And so I had pictured her just, like, calmly sitting next to it or lying down next to it. But I wasn't sure. I'm like, how do I picture not digging? Do you have any suggestions for that? And so what happened when, so what you, did you actually fill up the hole or did you visually fill up the hole? No, no, I actually filled up the hole and then I visualized her sitting there next to the, to the filled up hole, but not digging. And what was she doing in real life at that time? Um, She was like running around. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's running around yeah but she wasn't trying to dig up the hole anymore oh no and then as soon as i stopped visualizing she started digging the hole oh she did yeah 
oh, that's interesting. Because so maybe it was just maybe she had so much pent up energy that okay. she couldn't sit calmly, but she could stay away from the hole. So like what I do and sit, but I think what you did was a great idea of just picturing her sitting calmly like by the hole, but then you want to picture her like walking away from the hole and leaving the hole alone. So you want to actually picture her doing something away from the hole, like going to grab her toy and running around with her toy or picturing her doing something else. I think she totally was getting what you were saying, and she was Mm -hmm. like, one of the reasons they dig is to, um, I mean, besides prey instinct, is that they are trying to, like, use up their energy. So probably for her, like, sitting calmly was not an option. <laughs> but running around doing something else was. Right, I see. It's okay. interesting she started digging after you stopped that. I mean, that's your yeah. real key that she was hearing you. Yeah. I also heard um, that if you bury their own poop in a hole... <laughs> in the hole that they won't dig it up. So I started ah, doing that. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. I guess it worked for a friend of mine, so I tried it. it. Um, I haven't gone outside to check the hole yet, so I'll probably do that later. Oh, that's good. I heard all sorts of things like hot pepper and... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If anyone has, uh, any listeners have uh, interesting uh, stories or something to share, tips, yeah, I've never that. had a problem with my dogs digging, like, in the yard because I just, like, when they're doing it, I tell them no, and I just picture them never going back there again. But I yeah. was at the park the other day, and somebody says it to me, and Luke is, like, he, you know, he's white, but he's, like, or, like, cream color, but he was, like, completely brown, like, his whole, from digging, his, like, all his legs were brown, and his stomach was brown, and his mouth, like, mm. all the way up to his eyes was, like, completely brown from being in the hole, and they go, this woman says to me, I love pet owners that don't care if their dogs dig or get dirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's true. There's got to be some place they can have some fun, right? I mean, yeah, totally. He's a dog. <laughs> of course. Of course. Uh, let's get to some phone calls. We have Susan from California. Hello. Hi there. You're Hi, on the Susan. air. Thanks for taking my phone call. Sure. So I'm really talk- excited to talk to you, Laura. Oh, cool. So I what- read your blog. I've read everything on it, and I just love it. Um, recently, oh. I find that I'm talking more to my animals, like, intentionally. Oh, that is my favorite thing that happens after people read the blog is that they talk more to their animals. That's so neat. I even say good morning to them now, <laughs> consciously. You know, I think yeah. I did before, but just not intentionally. Yeah, right. So, it makes a difference. I was blessed this summer with a my puppy angel. That's what I call her. Um, I absolutely adore her. I've never had a, a dog before that was actually really mine, and I've never really had a little dog either that I liked. And I got my little sassy on July 1st, and she I got her, she is half Pomeranian, half Chawini. And she's okay. black and golden, and she looks like a little wolf, a miniature. Well, I wanted an Akita, and honestly, oh. she looks like a micro Akita. Oh, cute. She's adorable. And everywhere we go, everybody's just falling all over her. I take her everywhere with me. And what do you so, want to ask her, tell her? Well, 
I really want to tell her to stop going into the front yard. She crawled under the fence, and um, she 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 sometimes will stay in the backyard, but she finds a way to crawl under the fence, and then she wanders around in the neighborhood, and it freaks me out. Ooh, okay. So I, just to test I a little bit, I, are you there? Are you? Oh, she might be gone. Sometimes she, okay, I won't test I. So, um, (laughs) I was going to test her to ask her what she would tell your dog. So, um, yeah, so one of the things that you want to think about is like when you have a situation like this is, so why don't you want her to go under the fence? Because there's a pit bull that lives two doors down that she goes over in that yard and like, and what are you worried about with the pit bull? Right. are you I worried about, worry her, about getting, her safety? Yeah. yeah, okay. So one of the things that you want to do is when, like for all of you out there, when you're um, talking to your animal and you don't want them to do something like that, first of all, you can say, when you dig under the – and I'll send it to her now at the, at the same time that I tell all of you. But okay. when you dig under the fence and you go under the fence and get out, it makes me very nervous. And then mm-hmm. you want to, like, feel it in your body, like that nauseous feeling, like that, oh, gosh, like, I am just so nervous. And you mm-hmm. say, I am nervous because if you go over to the pit bull's house, and then you can picture that pit bull, if this is true that this pit bull is mean, you know. I that, don't think it's mean, but still. Okay. My dog say, would be like a snack treat to that dog. Yes, like, say, I don't know. We don't know that dog. He may be able to pick you up and shake you, and you want to picture it in your head, pick you up and shake you and hurt you very, very badly. And you would have to get either rushed to the vet or your spirit would leave your body and you would be in a great amount of pain. Or if you went out into the street, you could get run over by a car and you want to actually picture that happening and picture how terrible that would be. And then, or, this I always tell them, too, like if they're, like, running away or they're getting out of the yard, you say, or someone could pick you up and keep you and drive mm-hmm. you away and put mm-hmm. you into another house mm-hmm. and think of you as their own. So what would make me really happy is if you stay in the fence and you want to picture your boundary and say that you are really safe, and I'm happy, and I feel like you're safe, and you can play in the yard, and then on, like, every afternoon or once a day or whatever you want to say, I will go out in the front with you, and we'll go together. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's see what she says about that. Hold on. The thing that mom doesn't tell you is that I don't go far. I I don't go to the street. Is that true? It is true. (laughs) She said, like, the mailman or something doesn't want her. (laughs) The mailman was out there yesterday. Oh, he was? Yeah. So she's saying he won't steal her. That's funny. She's a know-it-all. 
So we had to tell her, um, even though it doesn't seem dangerous to you, unexpected things can happen. So things could happen that she may not be able to know about. Like another dog could get loose and run to the yard and she couldn't get back into her yard quick enough. So other things can happen. Mm-hmm. It's just safer if you stay. Can mom fence in the front yard? There's much more things to see. <laughs> <laughs> and the grass is better in the front yard, too. Uh, so what do we tell her? Tell her that I will go. I'll take her for more walks. So she You'll take her for more walks. Stuff. Yeah. Okay. That's a great idea. Can I have strippy jerky treats too? <laughs> you know what those are? Yeah. <laughs> she loves those. I'm almost out of them. I made bacon this morning for breakfast, and I gave her a couple oh, of pieces of bacon. I bet it was a bacon. I bet it was. <laughs> mm, that's that so is funny. Funny. Well, thanks for calling in, and let us know how she does. I will. Thank you, Laura. Is yes. it, I'm sorry. Can I ask you one final thing about potty training since she's only six months old? Sure. Can you tell her to go potty outside? So go outside only. Pee yeah. And poop outside only. And then if she has pee. to go to the bathroom, or uh, what did you say? It's more of the pee. She goes in the kitchen and pees on the tile. Oh, okay. So pee, pee outside only. And if she has to go, run to you and then run to the door, run to you, run to the door. Yes. If I pee outside only, then sometimes I'll be cold. (laughs) (laughs) So she has to be cold. That's, but I have a coat for you sometimes. Okay, deal. <laughs> you you got to let us know. <laughs> She's sitting here looking at me, making eye contact at me. That's cute. Oh, thank you so much, Laura. Okay, you're welcome. Thanks for calling you. in. Okay. All right, thank you. Great. I missed your, I know you were testing me or something. I, like, I was, just, I like, was calling you. I was I was testing you to see what you what you should say to the dog. Oh, but that's okay. I'll I'll do it to you another time. Oh, sorry, I missed the test. Darn. <laughs> okay, we got. Catherine. I should start testing you and start testing you to talk to the animals. That's great. <laughs> we got Catherine from California. Hello. Good morning. Hi, Catherine. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks. Good. I have uh, two poodles. One is uh, my older one, my senior. I've been having him for about 11 years. And my baby, the older one is named Snowball. My baby is Sebastian. He's two years old, and I just needed to know what they're trying to say to me. Okay, so let's pick one of them. Okay, let's, let's go with the baby, Sebastian. Okay, and what does Sebastian look like? He's black and white. And how big is he? He's about 8.5 pounds. He's little. Oh, okay. Okay. And um, and did you say he's black? Yeah, he's black and white. Mm-hmm. Oh, black and white. Oh, nice. And, okay, so what do you, you just want to ask him, what do you ask to say, or do you have any question in particular? 
Well, well, like I said, I have, he's the baby, and Snowball is my older one. He's the white. He's white, and I just need to know how they are getting along together. Okay. Because, you know, Snowball, he she, he, he's, he's, he was the only child for about 10 years, then oh, I got the baby. Oh, yeah, he says, the baby says, I'm getting along great with Snowball, but I don't know if Snowball's getting along great with me. He said he's getting along with Snowball. Yes, Snowball is going to get a little upset sometimes with, with with the baby. The baby's friendly. He likes to play. Well, he's a baby. He likes to play. Yeah, Snowball said he pushes on me sometimes, but he's probably so light. Yeah, he, see, Sebastian, is healthy. he's kind of healthy, thick, and Snowball is 6.5 pounds. Snowball is light, featherweight. Yeah. Yeah, and and the baby do like to play. He do charge at Snowball sometime. Snowball says, said he wants more food. Snowball said he wants more food. It looks like chicken. Chicken. Yeah, it looks like something on top of kibble. Do on you ever top put, of kibbles. Okay. Do you ever, okay. Did he well, get kibble? No, it's a it's a it's a new uh, dog food, uh, all natural dog food. Uh-huh. Through wilderness. Oh, okay, but that's a kibble, right? Yeah, that's yes, yes, yeah, yes, and, like a yes, kibble. And do you put do you put chicken on top of it? No, I do not. Do you put cheese or something? Do you ever put anything on top of it? No. It's white and chewy. It's 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 brown I and want, got like. Yeah, no, little, no, I know what kibble looks like, but he wants something white and chewy on top of the kibble. On something white and chewy on top of the kibble. I think it's okay. chicken. I'm pretty sure it's chicken. Pretty sure it's chicken. Okay. Well, mm, okay, okay. We we just moved from Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia to California. Oh yeah. And and Welcome. and. and, and and you know when I leave, what well, when I leave and come back, the baby just jumped like a kangaroo. Oh and, yeah. And snowball kind of be spot in different places. I guess trying to mark its territory. Uh, let me see. This is anxiety, separation anxiety when I leave them. Let me ask him. I'll ask Snowball. What's he doing? Snowball. Okay. He says sometimes he's dripping. Sometimes he's dripping? Yeah, like I almost would check him, but then he says also sometimes it's not him, like it's the little one. Oh. <laughs> well, I know so bad. I, he, 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 Snowball never learned how to TT like a dog, raising his leg up. Yeah. He's lean when he, you know, TT, but the baby, he raised his leg up, so I can, well, maybe it is so bad sometimes. I, I believe that. I believe that. Snowball says he likes it there better. Snowball says he likes California better than in Georgia? Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, you know, I do take him for walks, but, you know, I had a house in Georgia, so I would just open the back door. he doesn't get stuffy in his nose so much here. Stuffy in his nose here in California? He doesn't get stuffy in his nose so much here. Oh, okay, he got stuffy in his little nose in Georgia, but here. A little bit. Yeah. Okay, and the baby, he he just, you know, he he, he jumps like a the kangaroo baby, when I leave. 
The baby says back, he wants to go the, walking more. He wants go to go walking more with them. Yeah, and you know that jumping like a kangaroo is very much, well, it's very much a young dog thing that they'd love to do that, you know, when you leave and you come back. Okay. And what I find the most, I mean, there's all sorts of things that you can, like sometimes talking to them in that situation, they're so wound up okay. that oh. it it doesn't really help that much. So okay. just, just picture, when you come in, just picture him really calm. But what I do with Luca, because Luca still does that a little bit, is okay. I stick a toy in his mouth. And okay. then they actually stop bouncing up and down on you, and they start running around with their toy like a spaz. Okay, yeah, because the baby loves to play with his toys. He loves yeah. toys, squeaky keep, toys. Keep but, a to- yeah, keep a toy by the front door. When you walk in, give him the toy. Okay, okay, because Snowball, he doesn't play. He never have played with any toys, but the baby... Yeah, and they both follow me around. Twenty, I am retired, and when I move, they make a move, and it's like I can't no, go anywhere Snowball without. Is, Snowball is saying that he likes one toy. Yeah, I Snowball like one. likes one toy. <laughs> Do you know which one that is? Yes, it's, I call it lemon head. It's yellow with like one little green leg <laughs> and one little green ear left. Cause it, he, Snowball been having this toy for. Ten years, and the baby thinks the toy belongs to him because he he has the baby has lots and lots of toys, squeaky toys, and Snowball only has one hey, toy. Hey, and the get, baby is screaming at you saying, "Tell my mom I'm not a baby." Oh, <laughs> maybe you need to start calling him little man or something. Okay, okay, little man. I call him baby hook because okay, he just laying down in the chair right now. Look, ooh. <laughs> But he's such a, he's a beautiful black poodle. Aw, cute. With his, with his, you know, legs black, black, what, white. And underneath his, his arm, the white, and his, underneath, his mouth is white, and his little backside is white. That's cute. Yeah. Thank you for calling in today. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, you guys be well. Welcome to California. Hi, are you there? Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm a little puppy. So cute. I love that bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. That's what yeah. Luca does. He's such a spaz. Okay, uh, let's get to Michael from Houston, Texas. Okay. Hi, Michael. Hi, Laura. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I need your help so badly. <laughs> okay, what do you got? A month ago, I found a stray Staffordshire Terrier uh, pit. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. And uh, she went through a really bad ordeal, messed up internal side. She had all kinds of scrapes and scratches on her nose and paws in oh. her body. We knew that she was in some fights. And, and my instincts tell me that she was bred and then dumped. So we took her in. I took her to the vet, and we've got her taken care of. But we have a rabbit that's at home. It's a Dutch <sighs> rabbit we've had for 10 years. Oh and when we try to introduce, uh, we call her Molly from the unsinkable Molly, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we try to introduce Molly to the rabbit, and we can't. She just goes into pure hunter instinct. And <gasps> the rabbit has the run of the house, you know? <laughs> so oh. we're going, what do we do? We want to help keep Molly, but we can't keep Molly in the house with the rabbit also. And she's the oh. most lovable dog in the world, so I'm going, I need help. What do I do? Yeah, okay, so what does she look like exactly? She has um, white on her forehead and snout. She's grayish in body. She has a white tip on her tail. She's right here wagging her tail by me. Okay, and her name is Molly. And so we want to tell her that 
that the rabbit is part of the family and that it's that we know that she has like a prey instinct but she has to realize that the rabbit has a consciousness and that she can talk to the rabbit and be friends with the rabbit and I know that you can get them to be friends because I had a wolf dog that wanted to kill my cats and my bunny, and she, before she passed away, the bunny used to sleep on her back. So you definitely can do it, but, like, with my wolf dog, there were times of the day, like, right when she wakes up in the morning and when the sun sets where the prey instinct was higher, and so they had to be separated then. Okay. So you may want to also, because I think what we should do, and I'm going to tell Molly this too, is that it might be that Molly needs to be on leash for a little while while the bunny hops around, and that you need to also do some, like, training where you treat her when, when the bunny r- runs by and she ignores the bunny and just so that she starts to learn, like, what you really want of her and has practiced doing it. Because what happens with what I do, and it, Definitely possible that I can tell Molly to never chase that rabbit and that that rabbit is part of the family and she may never, ever chase the rabbit again. That is definitely a possibility. Yeah, I talk to her and tell her that. Yeah. When we we have these gates that we keep them separated by. Oh, good. And uh, Pepper, which is our rabbit, will come bouncing by. And we actually had Molly on her side one time, one of our first introductions. Pepper came right up to where her tail wasn't up. She sniffed oh. her, and she just hopped right away. Molly, however, went. she just started spazzing. Her body stiffened, and she got into pure hunter instinct. And she does yes. that every time now at the gate. She just spazzes. Yes, so you're going to. So what happens is that we have to override her instincts. And so what we're going to do is we're going to tell her, and you want to keep telling her that the that pepper is and I'm sending it to her, too, that that Pepper is part of the family. Pepper has a consciousness. I want you to try and start talk to Pepper. But then you have to start praising her and actually working training methods around Pepper in order for it to keep keep getting better and better. Like I said, it's a possibility that all of a sudden she could be better. But a lot of the times when the instinct is so strong, you have to back it up with training. And so you want to, like, every time she looks at Pepper and then looks away, praise her and give her a treat. So I don't know if you remember the calming signals. So calming signals are body language that animals do to calm themselves, communicate with other animals, and sometimes they use them to communicate with us. And some of them are licking, yawning, blinking the eyes, looking and looking away, sitting down, lying down, stretching, shaking, like they're shaking off a lot of stress or excitement, and holding up a paw can be one. Those are just some of them. It is imperative that when she so much as blinks an eye around Pepper, you praise her, or you could even praise her and give give her a treat. As you've seen, lack of calming is closing of the mouth, staring, body getting stiff, pointing, and then going into the lunging, barking frenzy, chasing frenzy. So um, it takes a lot of work, and it may take a lot of work with Molly, but you can definitely do it. But let's ask Molly what she thinks of all that. Hold on. I know that Pepper is part of the family, but she also looks like something that I would hunt. I once ate rats like her. I was so hungry I had to eat rats. 
ooh, and now when I see her, I feel like I'm lucky. Like, gosh, so she must have been on the street, huh? Yeah, she even um, even regurgitated part of a corn cob. Oh, my gosh. So That's how hungry she was. So she had to eat, like, rats for survival. So now we have to, we really have to, okay, hold on. Like, she has to start letting that go and reprogramming that she's always going to be fed and that she's always going to get food. Because it's not just about the fun of the chase. It's actually about survival. She said, every now and then, when you guys are thinking about Pepper, she sees the cuteness. Like, she sees the the individual and the cuteness of Pepper, but then when she actually sees and smells Pepper close, then she gets back into the prey instinct. Mm, yeah. She says, I want to get better because I realize it's what gets me to stay here. And I've never known people like this before. And I don't want to kill their bunny. But I'm so scared I might. It's really hard to not chase. So one of the good things is that she kind of knows what's happening, but then she has this instinct that she can't really control. So the really good thing is when you're working with her, she'll probably come around quicker if you start working the right way, you know, like having treats and like what I told you, like even get her a crate and put her in a crate and then let their bunny run by that, run by her cage so she can see how the family interacts while she's contained. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, we haven't got we'll, a crate yet. Yeah. Oh, so we didn't we'll, get a crate yet because we didn't know if we were going to be able to keep her with the rabbit, you know, but – we took her to uh, Pals for Pooches. It's a nonprofit group in the area that was yeah. that helps adopt out animals. And we put her there, and we were driving home. We we're like, we had to go back and get her because we we're like, she's part of the family. That's so sweet. <laughs> so, you know. Well, I can tell you because I have done it myself with a wolf dog who wanted to kill my bunny and my cats. You can definitely train her not to. But it takes work, and it takes a lot of work and time on your part to like actually go through the steps of, like, really training her and really praising her for just being a little bit of calm around her. And you can go on Craigslist and find a uh, crate pretty inexpensive. So can you whisper to her not to freak out around other dogs and other people? Oh, she just, so She's the most friendliest thing. She wants to go say hi to everyone, and when she doesn't get to see him, she starts howling and whining and oh, she pulling does. On, okay, the, so- on the leash. Yeah, I will. So that's also where those calming signals come in. So if you can even start praising her, I'd start bringing treats with you. And, like, she looks at people and then looks away, treat her. If she blinks and yawns when people are near, treat her. So you want to treat her for her own natural body language that that's what calms herself. But let me tell her. And it's especially dogs when she she just wants to go play with other dogs, you know. So we take her to the dog. We started taking her to the dog park to socialize her. Good, but she good. wants and to be with every dog. Oh, <laughs> it's like, no, we can't do that now. Yeah, that's good. And I'll also tell her that she needed to be calm because she's a pity, that she looks really scary when she does that. And so all the more where she has to try extra hard to be calm so that people are feel safe around her. Cool. Thank you. 
and that she can't go up to all the other dogs because sometimes dogs aren't friendly or sometimes you're just you're both busy and you don't have time to stop that she really has to look to you for guidance about whether or not you can go up to them and she will have a very well socialized life if she pays attention to you guys more and tries a little harder I want to learn sit down roll over <laughs> She's learning sit down pretty good That's good <laughs> So cute so you just want to keep visualizing her and the bunny being really good together, even if you're doing it at night, like right before you fall asleep and they're not even in the same room as you. Just imagine her being really good with the bunny. Just keep. I've been doing keep, that with $100 million, too, but that hasn't happened yet. But I'm still working well, on it. Well, that might still happen. You never know. <laughs> Did you hear that Jim Carrey? I read this thing about Jim Carrey. I think this is so, this is like totally off the animal topic, but he yeah. he um he wrote a check to himself for ten million dollars, and he dated it um three years um in three years time, and he was like really poor, and he said that he would go up to like this mountain side with his viewpoint every single night. And he would think of himself that people would, like, really value him and his work and that people were loving him. And um, and he had this $10 million check that he wrote to himself in his wallet, like, this whole time. And, like, the day before the date on the check, I think the date was, like, Thanksgiving, the day before the date on the check, he got cut a $10 million check for one of his movies. Cool. Yeah, I heard that Isn't story that amazing? Right yeah, back. so... It works. You just got to believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to put in the time. Know. I mean, Jim Carrey obviously put in the time to get the money. <laughs> so let us know, Michael, what happens. Yeah. Will do, will do. Well, yeah. thank okay, you so much for, for helping out with Molly. Sure, be well. Thank you for rescuing her. Sweet <laughs> Molly. Little pity. Yeah. I was, I was really, that's a hard one. When she used to eat rats for mm-hmm. food. I I mean, yeah. that's like a tough one. Yeah. Um, I know it's really hard, but you know like, how it is. It's funny because Bean is sort of like that, too. Like, oh, you're barking at me? I'll just run over and sniff you anyway. There's <laughs> just no fear. Well, I know. Well, Bean's, you know, she's got her own deal. She's very fearless. That's true. <laughs> and has, like, a strong personality. So That's true. She does. <laughs> <laughs> we got our special guest on the line, um, Jill from Animal People and Environmental Environment Action. Hi, Jill. Hi, how are you? Hi, Jill. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, great. So, Jill, tell us a little bit about your what who you are and what you do. Well, I am um, by trade a dog trainer, and I have a dog walking company, and I have a nonprofit organization called Animals, People, and Environment Action. We shorten it and call it Ape Action because that's a big mouthful, Animals, People, and Environment Action. So Ape Action um, deals with not only dogs but with um, animals, people, and the environment, and we try to educate people just to have awareness about the interconnection of um, humans, animals, and the earth. And we want people to um, be socially responsible with their actions, 
with their purchase, purchases that they make, and um, we're just trying to make a more compassionate world, basically. Yeah, so what are one of the things that you tell people to do and, like, how to do that? Well, there's different ways. Um, there's many ways. Um, you know, most people being vegan or vegetarian is a great way to, mm. you know, help the animals uh, for your health and for the environment. Um, there's ways to buy just don't buy products that are tested on animals. There's websites that have all the information right. with places that don't test. There's apps for your phone now to, so you can be in the store when you're shopping to see does this is this tested on animals or not. So oh, every little great. bit helps. An app, right. And the IAMS too, right? Do you – about not supporting IAMS food? Yeah. You have to look at the dog food companies very closely yeah. when you're purchasing dog food, unfortunately. A lot of it's yeah. marketing. Yeah. So that's wonderful. Can you tell us your your website? What's your website? Sure. Uh, it's um, www.apeaction.org. It's A-P-E-Action, A-C-T-I-O-N.org. Great. And so you sent me – so is this this picture that you – you sent me some pictures of uh, – of, um, lily, lily pie, pie pumpkin pie. pie. And it's yeah. the same dog, those pictures. Yeah, is it? She's the same dog. Yeah, it's so amazing. And I'm going to post these pictures on my website, which is thepetpsychic.com. But there's um, two pictures that you sent. And one, she looks kind of so scared and sad. And the other right. one, she's like so happy. I know. She's changed. She's it's blossomed. so <laughs> adorable. So is the first one you sent me like an older picture of her? Or the first the, one I sent, um, it was when she was still in the shelter, just getting out of the shelter that night. Um, wow. And she was so traumatized. And she still is traumatized. That's actually why I picked her. I had many dogs to choose from, as right. to who we would talk about. But she's one that ha- kind of has me a little bit confused. I can't quite figure her out. So she's made huge progress, but she's still, she's just, she's had obviously something traumatic go on with her, so... I'm trying to help her. Hopefully she can tell me what I need to do to help her. Yeah, and so what? Are, she's a doxy mix? She, is she a doxy, like, chihuahua mix or just I doxy? I think so, yeah. I don't really know. Um, I, the only thing I can think of best would be a chihuahua, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, she's so sweet looking. Okay, and so what do we want? And she's about 10 years old, you think? Or no, or actually well, your vet said maybe five or six. Yeah, the shelter said ten when we were um, when I decided to take her. She was ten, and that's specifically why I took her because she was a senior. But then when I brought her to the vet, he's like, "No, she's like five or six. I'm like, "Hmm, okay." <laughs> yeah, because you rescue a lot of senior dogs, I hear too, right? And you have them, right. you give them loving homes. Right. Yeah. My main focus is seniors oh, when, I, when I'm doing the rescue portion. That is so sweet of you. That's such an unbelievable gift to them it is um yeah okay but i could see where they would have thought she was older because like stress makes makes them look older Um, she looks so stressed out i know she's got gray hair i think from all of her stress yeah she's so cute okay so we want to ask her like what happened to you and where did you come from and is she happy and what type of home right i want to know all of those things and um those things and then, you know, a couple other questions. But if we could just find that out first and if we have time, I'll ask her a couple other things. Okay. Okay. Let me get her. Pumpkin. Lily pie. Pumpkin pie. 
I want to tell my new mom I love it here. And I never want to leave. (laughs) The food I get makes me feel really good. I don't have bad teeth anymore. Is that true? Yeah, she got. I think she got her teeth cleaned when I got her spayed. Oh, they were probably bothering her before. And should I tell her, though, that she is probably going to find a new home? Well, you're going to make I, sure I she gets a good one? Yeah, I know she's happy. She's probably happier than where she was before. Yeah. But I think she would be happier somewhere else where she was the main focus. Like, I don't think she gets enough attention. And um, I'd like her to know that there's going to be a, a perfect home for her. I just need to, her to help me. She um, says, how do you decide what type of person? Maybe I should have an old woman. That's what I was thinking, yeah. I think she should go to a nice, quiet old woman's home. That's funny. She says she likes old women with curlers in their hair. <laughs> you know, someone who cares about their hair, do then. <laughs> I'm very pretty, she said. Aww. Nobody's ever said how pretty I am. Aww. My mom and dad lost their home and had to move far away. They cried and cried and cried when they left me there. They told me that I would find a good home because I'm so sweet. But really, my dad thought I would die. I was so scared in there because that place is scary. There are so many dogs that bark, and people don't notice you. And when you say you need to go outside, they don't take you. Why are there places like that, and why did my people think that that place was good? It's sad. It's like, why bring them to, like, the county shelter when they could, you know, find another way? It's like... I think that happens a lot, huh, that people think that they're actually doing a good deed by bringing their animal <laughs> to the county shelter. Yeah, because they, they, don't, think they just an- don't get it. Yeah. It's like such a disconnect from reality. Yeah, they don't understand that they're probably not going to find a home and they probably are going to be put to sleep there and they should do everything humanly possible to keep their cats. I like steamed vegetables. Is that true? Probably. She likes anything I give her. She <laughs> <laughs> eats a lot of vegetables. It looks or like she has a favorite vegetable. Yeah, she has a favorite vegetable that she gets every day. What is that? Because I thought it was a broccoli. Is um, it green? She gets, no, she gets a carrot. She oh, it's carrot. She jumps up and down for excitement when it's carrot. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> That's so cute. Those doxies, you know, it doesn't matter. They just make me smile no matter what. I mean, I could be in the worst mood and see a doxie and just be, like, so happy in, like, an instant. I know. She's so sweet. The the issue I have, if you could ask her, is um, she's having a potty training issue, which to me is very um, difficult for me because I'm, I'm able to train any dog. This is the only dog I've had an ongoing issue with, and I, I'm trying to figure out what what her problem is or why she keeps doing what she's doing. Okay, and she pooping and peeing in the house? Is she do, doing mm-hmm. both or just one? She's 
she does both. And does she just go anywhere, or where is she going? She'll go anywhere. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'll tell her. And so what's what's your – so are there pee pads in your home, or do they need to go outside? There are not pee pads. I think she may have learned on those because she seems to um, associate anything that looks like that with that. But she oh, that's really has common. free access to the door. I have an open door from all okay. morning until all night. It's open. She can go outside, and everybody else goes outside. Okay, okay. And it's safe outside, right? Yep, fenced in. Yep. No, not scary. Okay, okay, hold on. I'm telling her she has to pee and poop outside only, and that when she pees and poops inside, that it makes everybody very, very upset, and that um, that if she learned to go on pee pads, that pee pads are very, very different than, like, bath mats, kitchen mats, little area rugs, towels. So it's really important that she goes out the door and she pees and poops only outside. And when she feels like she has to go pee and poop and she's just about to go pee on the floor, she has to remind herself to run outside. Perfect. (laughs) And I think to myself, it's scary outside. Aww, she likes to go for walks now. I don't like going out alone. Yeah, I can see that. She's got a bunch here that are going in and out with her all the time. It feels very vast if she has to go out alone. So does she have a friend that will go with her? She does. That's I, I'm, I make sure that she's with, she's always with a dog. And, um, yeah, and so maybe what she can, walk, and maybe what she can do is when she's, when she sees one of her friends go outside, maybe she could go with her friends and go and mm-hmm. pee and poop then so that she doesn't have to go later. Right. We try that. It's just she's, she's still just so confused, and I don't know. It's a bit of a mystery to me as to um, how it continues. It's a continuous accident um, daily with her or every other day, and it's a... I'm not that confused, she says. <laughs> I just sort of think it's not a big deal. <laughs> it is a big deal. You need to go outside only. Yeah. If I pee and she cleans it up, she just throws it away. <laughs> mm, it's a big deal, but it's, though. <laughs> but it's a big deal, and the other dogs might step in it, right? And it's Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, she can't do that. Yeah, it's gross. Mom's really upset about it. You need to go yeah. only outside. If I go outside, can I have extra scratches down my back? Absolutely. I love how they, like, bargain with you. I know. Like, they always do. <laughs> like, the other I'm one did totally that, too, about the peeing and pooping. <laughs> you can have whatever so, you want within limits she's, if, if you go she's, outside. It's so cute because you know what's so interesting to me is that sometimes people tell me, like, oh, that the animals are still so fearful and they still have some problems, and I believe that, you know. But it's like sometimes when I talk to those animals, they seem so confident inside. So it's like they have two different sides of them because to me she sounds, like, really happy and, like, in like she's just thrilled to be with you. She is, yeah. I mean, her first month she was – everything was so traumatic, and now I can tell she's happy She's, I mean, she's a different dog, but yeah. she still isn't quite up to, you know, par with everybody else when it comes to just normal dog oh. behavior. 
And it takes a little while, too, for all those post-traumatic stress things to come back. And if she's having those questions about, like, why do I ha- why did I get sent to a shelter by people who I love, that's, like, yeah. serious trauma that stays with you, you know? And just the shelter yeah. itself is what tra- seems to have traumatized her. Yeah, so I wasn't Jill- sure if the people that she had were mean to her, and she had a problem from way back in the day with her going potty in the house. I wasn't sure. Yeah, no, I don't see that. I don't see that. So, Jill, real quick, can you give us your uh, website again? Sure. It's www.apeaction.org. It's A-P-E-A-C-T-I-O-N A-C-T-I-O-N, dot org. Great. Thank you so much for being on our show. Yeah, thank, thank you, so much you for Jill. Me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. It helps so much. Oh, good. She's such a cutie. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, um, Jill. So, we only have a few more minutes. Um, does Storm King want to do his segment, or Storm? Storm Honey, or is he opting out? Or is he opting out? You don't. Stormy you never Honey, know. Sometimes. Yeah, I know. You never know with Storm what kind of mood he's in. Storm yeah. Honey, do you want to do your segment? It's your segment time. Have you been thinking about what you want to say? This is Storm King's words of wisdom. If he feels like saying anything. Love is important. And clothing, if you're cold. What? A lot of dogs get cold, you know. People make fun with on with dogs with clothes. But sometimes you need it. I have a rain jacket, and sometimes it makes me hot. But it keeps me dry. You <laughs> have a rain jacket. And it does have fleece in it, so he does. I can't handle it. It's too cute. <laughs> I love it. I think he also got that too because this cute little picture of pumpkin has a he she has a uh, he has a cute scarf on. This is adopt me. Yeah, you know, I heard it's um gonna rain here in LA. Um, this oh, weekend. that's, that's is right. it gonna is it gonna rain in Ohio too? It it is it is, and I've been so mad at myself because I haven't gotten Luca his raincoat yet, and so last time it rained, I put garbage back on him. <laughs> oh, maybe this is. This I know. Is I was like, I'm one, <laughs> I'm one of those crazy pet owners that like putting garbage bags on their dogs to get wet. <laughs> Oh, awesome. I don't want them to catch a cold. I really think that dogs don't really like going out and being wet, but they like to go out and play in the rain. They're like kids. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Storm King, anything else? We got a few seconds left. How about Luca? Luca, you want to say anything? I remember the garbage bag. You do, honey? What about that garbage bag? I thought to myself, this makes noise when I run. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's so fun at your house with all your pets. I know. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us for another episode of the Pet Psychic Radio. We'll see you guys next Thursday, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, for a live show. Um, call in, uh, email us, uh, go to our website, thepetpsychic.com. Thanks, yes. everyone. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.